Almost 250 years ago, America's founding fathers drafted the Declaration of Independence, cataloging the ways that King George III had infringed upon American liberties. King George's offenses included transporting us beyond the seas to be tried for pretended offenses. Back then, the king presumed to have the authority to seize American colonists and prosecute them in Great Britain. America went to war to end that practice and other injustices. Fast forward to about 20 years ago, when Congress passed the American Service Members Protection Act of 2002 in anticipation of the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court entering into force. Congress was concerned that U.S. armed forces deployed across the globe could be dragged in front of the International Criminal Court for fighting America's wars. Congress was right to be concerned. The court's prosecutor, Fatou Ben Sauda of Gambia, is currently investigating U.S. officials from the Bush administration for alleged abuse of detainees in Afghanistan. These U.S. officials, most likely senior officials from the Defense Department, CIA, Justice Department, and the White House, may be summoned to appear before the court or issued warrants at any time. Who exactly is Ben Sauda investigating? Well, that's a secret. Ben Sauda has a document called Annex 3C tucked away somewhere in the bowels of the International Criminal Court listing the names of the Americans that she's targeting. We don't know who those Americans are, but Ben Sauda has categorized them as the U.S. officials who developed, authorized or bore oversight responsibility for detainee interrogation in Afghanistan. Ben Sauda might be reluctant to publicly name names, but other organizations are not similarly constrained. In 2015, Human Rights Watch put the finger on Americans who played a role in the process of creating, authorizing, and implementing the CIA, interrogation, program. The Human Rights Watch hit list is a who's who of boogeymen from the George W. Bush administration, among them, Attorney General John Ashcroft and CIA Director George Tenet, White House officials Alberto Gonzalez and David Addington, and Justice Department officials Jay Bybee and John Yu. Even Bush himself and Vice President Dick Cheney make the cut. The U.S. has long maintained that the International Criminal Court doesn't have jurisdiction over these former officials, since the United States is not a party to the Rome Statute. Ben Sauda thinks otherwise. She maintains that since Afghanistan is party to the Rome Statute that she can put these Americans in the court's dock. What can the Biden administration do to protect these American citizens from the International Criminal Court? That's where American Service Members Protection Act comes in. That act authorizes the president to use all means necessary to set free any American who is detained or imprisoned by the International Criminal Court. For that reason, the American Service Members Protection Act has been derided by its critics and hailed by its supporters as the Hague Invasion Act. The court is located in The Hague, but there are steps President Joe Biden can take short of going zero dark 30 on the court. For example, the American Service Members Protection Act authorizes the president to challenge the court's jurisdiction to bring cases against American citizens. Under the Rome Statute, Ben Sauda's investigation is not supposed to go forward if the U.S. has already investigated the allegations and decided not to prosecute the alleged offenders. That's the so-called principle of complementarity, which prevents the International Criminal Court from investigating or prosecuting cases against people who have already been investigated or prosecuted by their home countries. That's certainly the case in regard to allegations of detainee abuse in Afghanistan. The U.S. government's interrogation of detainees during the war on terrorism is one of the most investigated issues in the history of government investigations. From 2004 to 2014, the U.S. government conducted numerous investigations into the conduct of U.S. military and civilian personnel relating to allegations of abuse of detainees during interrogation. Those probes included inspector general investigations, independent investigations by appointed experts, and congressional investigations. 
In other words, they were not sham investigations or mere efforts to cover backsides. A review of those investigations shows that the conduct of the U.S. officials most likely on Bensoud's secret Annex 3C has been comprehensively reviewed, investigated, scrutinized, and critiqued. Indeed, it is likely that most of the U.S. officials listed in Annex 3C have been questioned by U.S. government investigators from the Justice Department, CIA, the Pentagon, or the Senate. Ben Sauda thinks the U.S. efforts are insufficient and indicative of a nation acting with impunity. Nothing could be further from the truth, but her ongoing efforts could place a number of former senior U.S. government officials in serious legal jeopardy if left unchecked by the Biden administration. Few people actually think that a U.S. president would order the 82nd Airborne and Navy SEAL Team 6 to storm the International Criminal Court. But it's nice to know that the authority exists if he wants to. Biden should take action now to ensure that such extreme measures remain in the realm of fiction. Commentary by Stephen Groves. Originally published at the Daily Signal. https colon slash slash www.dailysignal.com slash 2021 slash 05 slash 03 slash Biden must protect us citizens from international criminal court slash.